You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. Hello, my name is Mike Ufferman. Thank you for joining me here today as we get into another study of Scripture, looking at this concept of God and the Lord and who God is. We, a couple of sessions ago, talked about the triunity of God. We had God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. We then stepped off into our next session and we were talking about the manifestation of God. And yet we see, for example, that Scripture says that no person has seen God, and yet we know that we see God appears to Abraham. And as we discuss this concept of God appearing to Abraham and kind of putting it together, well, what we also mentioned earlier, where you've got a triunity of God, just like we are a triune being, we're, we're physical, we're spiritual, we're soul. We see that nobody has seen God as in the soul of God, God the Father, but there has been a physical manifestation of God. And we need, know in the New Testament that it says that Jesus declares God. And so the physical manifestation of Jesus is who declares God. And so in the Old Testament, in the first covenant, we see also, though, many times where God appears to Abraham. And oftentimes, though, as we dig into it, we'll see that more often than not, the physical manifestation of God is seen as the angel of the Lord. And so as we look at this word uh, angel, we can look at this word angelion, which means news or message. And so when we start to look at uh, some of the words that we might be familiar with, we would talk about either the eu or evangelion. Uh, evangelical, evangelism, okay, this eo or evangelion just means good news or good message. And so we carry that thought forward as we look at the angelion or the news or the message. And an angel is a messenger. And so that's where we come up with this word angel or messenger out of that word angelion. And we also have, for example, the word evangelist. Uh, an evangelist with uh, evangel, um, good news. Well, an evangelist is a good newsist or a good messageist, if you're going to take that as literally as you possibly can. So as we look in scripture, let's go back into the time of Hagar. And we'll see in Genesis chapter 16, starting in verse 6, Abram said to Sarai, here's your handmaiden. The handmaiden was Hagar. Do with her as you please. Do to her as it pleaseth thee. And when Sarai dealt hardly with her, she fled from her face. And so we know that Hagar ends up fleeing away from Sarai. And then it says in verse 7, And the angel of the Lord found her by a fountain of water. This is a physical manifestation of God in the first covenant, in the Old Testament in the original writings of the scripture. And so the angel of the Lord found her by a fountain of water in the wilderness, by the fountain of the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, Sarai's maid, whence camest thou and whither wilt thou go? And she said, I flee from the face of my mistress Sarai. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Return to thy mistress and submit thyself under her hands. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, 
I will multiply thy seed exceedingly. Let's think about that. An angel does not have the power to multiply anybody's seed. Only God has that power. The angel of the Lord can't say that you're going to, well, let me rephrase that. An angel cannot say, uh, you will, I have the power to have you do this and to do that in a way that supersedes God. So in this case, the angel of the Lord must be a manifestation of God because this angel of the Lord says, I will multiply thy seed exceedingly. This angel of the Lord, this manifestation of God has the power to act and be as God and yet still in a physical form that Hagar is able to see. That it shall not be numbered for multitude. So she's going to have children and children's children and it will be an exceedingly large number of people. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Behold, thou art with child, and shalt bear a son, and shalt call his name Ishmael, because the Lord hath heard thy affliction. And so here the angel of the Lord is saying, I am going to give you a child, and that child will have many children. You're going to have many seed down the line, physical seed, not engrafted people. So God is saying, I've heard your message, Hagar. I've heard your, your complaint, if you will. You will be blessed. Even though we look at that and we say that this is not of the line of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, God still was giving a blessing to this child that was the child of Abraham and Hagar. And so we know that today a lot of the um, Arab nations come out of this lineage. Okay, And so then in verse 13, And she called the name of the Lord that spake unto her, and here that word Lord is capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, that's indicating the true God. So she called the name of the true God that spake unto her, Thou God, capital G, seest me, for she said, Have I also here looked after him that seeth me? In other words, she's saying to somebody who's before her, Is it possible that I am seeing God standing before me? And Hagar thinks that she has, in fact, seen God, which under ordinary circumstances would mean that she might die. And yet she's recognizing that this person that's before her has the power to say that she will have children and children's children and she will be blessed uh, down the line. So that's a pre-incarnate son of God, a pre-incarnate God who is God manifested in the physical form. We have another scenario where Abraham and Isaac are together in Genesis chapter 22, verses 1 and 2 and 9 through 18. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt. And now note that word tempt there is more possibly better said tested or proven. So God did test or prove Abraham and said unto him. So God, capital G-O-D, God, this is the true God, is now addressing Abraham, saying to him, Abraham. And he said, Behold, here am I. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. So God is going to lead Abraham and Isaac to this place, Mount Moriah, where he is going to offer his son as a sacrifice. And it says, they came to the place which God had told him of. So God somehow is leading them and is telling them to go. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. 
And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Now we have the image in mind that he would take the knife and he's about to stab it deep into his heart. And that's not the way that that sacrifice would have happened. If he was being considered a lamb for a lamb sacrifice, which they would have been doing for generations by that point, um, it would have been a nick to the aorta and the aorta would have bled out. And then eventually that animal, or in this case, uh, Isaac would have basically fallen asleep. And so Abraham stretched, out, stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord, again, this is the physical manifestation of L-O-R-D, all in caps, the physical manifestation of the true God, called unto him out of heaven. Oh, so now we have God, physical form, the angel, manifestation of the Lord, calling out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thy anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God. So God is saying, I know that you fear me, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. So again, confirming that this is God, angel of the Lord God, physical manifestation of God, but this time out of heaven, speaking to Abraham and regarding Isaac. Verse 13 says, And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. Just a side note, notice that the ram is caught in a thicket by his horns. That's important because you cannot offer an animal that has a blemish for a sacrifice. And so that animal being caught in the thicket by the horns would not have had physical damage because the horns wouldn't have been damaged by the thicket, and uh, there would be no blemish or no bruise on that animal. We continue in verse 14, And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord. So this is the, the mountain or the hill of the true God. It shall be seen. And the angel of the Lord called unto Heb uh, Abraham out of heaven the second time. So again, this physical manifestation, but calling out of heaven a second time and said, by myself. So the angel of the Lord is saying, by myself. So it's not an angel, it's a messenger. Who is the messenger? It's going to be the physical manifestation of God, Jesus pre-incarnate, but Jesus there saying, by myself have I sworn, saith the Lord. This angel of the Lord, I am telling you. For because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee. So this angel cannot be an angel in the sense of the winged being that we tend to think of. This must be God. Capital G-O-D. Capital L-O-R-D. Okay, and in multiplying, I will multiply thy seed. Only God can make that promise. As the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore and thy seed shall possess the gates of his enemies. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. An angel is not going to be able to have the power to do that because thou hast obeyed my voice. Very clearly, God is the one who is doing the speaking here. This is the pre-incarnate Son of God. This is the physical manifestation of God. We've seen the physical manifestation appearing to Hagar. We see it's spoken of as a physical manifestation of God, and yet from heaven. And this physical manifestation of God is an angel of the Lord, and yet we're very clearly speaking about uh, not an angel in the sense of the winged being, 
but an angel as in the messenger of God. And this one, angel of the Lord. And we'll come back in our next session and we'll look more at this topic of the angel of the Lord as the angel of the Lord appears in human-like form. And I'm sure that you'll remember some of these accounts as we go into it. And these are all important things because we're trying to show you that Jesus didn't just show up at that point in time when he was born to the Virgin Mary, but Jesus is part of the triune Godhead that has always existed. God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit was there before the beginning, before creation, and will continue on through his whole lifespan, will continue seated at the right hand of the Father, will continue all the way through the rapture of the church, will continue through the millennial reign, all the way out the back end of time as we know it, and then on into eternity. And we will see that Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God bless you. Until we see you the next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode. 